This episode of Getting the Word with Truth's Table is brought to you by IVP. Why is it that Western Mission has often inflicted more harm than good on the global church? Is there a better way forward? Keep listening to learn more about Mekdis Hadis' new book, A Just Mission, Laying Down Power and Embracing Mutuality. And by Truth's Table. If you've been blessed by these daily audio Bible podcast readings, please consider supporting Truth's Table on Patreon at patreon.com slash truthstable. This is IVP. Get in the Word with Truth's Table. Your word is truth, your word is Presented by Innervar City Press. Your word is truth, your word is the Daily Audio Bible Podcast, read by Dr. Christina Edmondson and Akemeni Uwan. Let's get in the Word, and may the Word get in us. Open our eyes that we may behold wonderful things in your Word. Old Testament reading. Nahum, chapter 1, introduction. This is an oracle about Nineveh, the book of the vision of Nahum, the Elkishite. God takes vengeance against his enemies. The Lord is a zealous and avenging God. The Lord is avenging and very angry. The Lord takes vengeance against his foes. He sustains his rage against his enemies. The Lord is slow to anger, but great in power. The Lord will certainly not allow the wicked to go unpunished. The divine warrior destroys his enemies, but protects his people. He marches out in the whirlwind and the raging storm. Dark storm clouds billow like dust under his feet. He shouts a battle cry against the sea and makes it dry up. He makes all the rivers run dry. Bashan and Carmel wither. The blossom of Lebanon withers. The mountains tremble before him. The hills convulse. The earth is laid waste before him. The world and all its inhabitants are laid waste. No one can withstand his indignation. No one can resist his fierce anger. His wrath is poured out like volcanic fire. Boulders are broken up as he approaches. The Lord is good. Indeed, he is a fortress in time of distress. And he protects those who seek refuge in him. But with an overwhelming flood, He will make a complete end of Nineveh. He will drive his enemies into darkness. Denunciation and Destruction of Nineveh Whatever you plot against the Lord, he will completely destroy. Distress will not arise a second time. Surely they will be totally consumed, like entangled thorn bushes, like the drink of drunkards, like very dry stubble. From you, O Nineveh, one has marched forth who plots evil against the Lord, a wicked military strategist. Oracle of Deliverance to Judah. This is what the Lord says. Even though they are powerful, and what is more, even though their army is numerous, nevertheless, they will be destroyed and trickle away. Although I afflicted you, I will afflict you no more. And now I will break Assyria's yoke bar from your neck. 
I will tear apart the shackles that are on you. Oracle of judgment against the king of Nineveh. The Lord has issued a decree against you. Your dynasty will come to an end. I will destroy the idols and images in the temples of your gods. I will desecrate your grave because you are accursed. Proclamation of the Deliverance of Judah Look, a herald is running on the mountains. A messenger is proclaiming deliverance. Celebrate your sacred festivals, O Judah. Fulfill your sacred vows to praise God. For never again will the wicked Assyrians invade you. They have been completely destroyed. Chapter 2 Proclamation of the Destruction of Nineveh An enemy who will scatter you, Nineveh, has advanced against you. Guard the rampart. Watch the road. Prepare yourselves for battle. Muster your mighty strength. For the Lord is about to restore the majesty of Jacob, as well as the majesty of Israel, though their enemies have plundered them and have destroyed their fields. Prophetic Vision of the Fall of Nineveh The shields of his warriors are dyed red. The mighty soldiers are dressed in scarlet garments. The chariots are in flashing metal fittings on the day of battle. The soldiers brandish their spears. The chariots race madly through the streets. They rush back and forth in the broad plazas. They look like lightning bolts. They dash here and there like flashes of lightning. The commander orders his officers. They stumble as they advance. They rush to the city wall, and they set up the covered siege tower. The sluice gates are opened. The royal palace is deluged and dissolves. Nineveh is taken into exile and is led away. Her slave girls moan like doves while they beat their breasts. Nineveh was like a pool of water throughout her days, but now her people are running away. She cries out, stop, stop but no one turns back. Her conquerors cry out, Plunder the silver, plunder the gold. There is no end to the treasure. Riches of every kind of precious thing. Destruction, devastation, and desolation. Hearts faint, knees tremble. Every stomach churns. All their faces have turned pale. Taunt against the once mighty lion. Where now is the den of the lions and the feeding place of the young lions? Where the lion, lioness, and lion cub once proud and no one disturbed them. The lion tore apart as much prey as his cubs needed and strangled prey for his lionesses. He filled his lairs with prey and his dens with torn flesh. Battle Cry of the Divine Warrior I am against you, declares the Lord of Heaven's armies. I will burn your chariots with fire. The sword will devour your young lions. You will no longer prey upon the land. The voices of your messengers will no longer be heard. Chapter 3 Reason for Judgment, Sins of Nineveh Woe to the city guilty of bloodshed. She is full of lies. She is filled with plunder. She has hoarded her spoil. Portrayal of the Destruction of Nineveh The chariot drivers will crack their whips. The chariot wheels will shake the ground. The chariot horses will gallop. The war chariots will bolt forward. The charioteers will charge ahead. Their swords will flash and their spears will glimmer. There will be many people slain. There will be piles of the dead and countless casualties, so many that people will stumble over the corpses. Taunt against the harlot city. Because you have acted like a wanton prostitute, a seductive mistress who practices sorcery, who enslaves nations by her harlotry and entices peoples by her sorcery, I am against you, declares the Lord of Heaven's armies. I will strip off your clothes. I will show your nakedness to the nations and your shame to the kingdoms. I will pelt you with filth. I will treat you with contempt. I will make you a public spectacle. Everyone who sees you will turn away from you in disgust. They will say, Nineveh has been devastated. 
who will lament for her? There will be no one to comfort you. You are no more secure than Thebes. She was located on the banks of the Nile. The waters surrounded her. Her rampart was the sea. The water was her wall. Cush and Egypt had limitless strength. Put and the Libyans were among her allies. Yet she went into captivity as an exile. Even her infants were smashed to pieces at the head of every street. They cast lots for her nobility. All her dignitaries were bound with chains. You too will act like drunkards. You will go into hiding. You too will seek refuge from the enemy. The Assyrian defenses will fail. All your fortifications will be like fig trees with first ripe fruit. If they are shaken, their figs will fall into the mouth of the eater. Your warriors will be like women in your midst. The gates of your land will be wide open to your enemies. Fire will consume the bars of your gates. Draw yourselves water for a siege. Strengthen your fortifications. Trample the mud and tread the clay. Make mud bricks to strengthen your walls. There the fire will consume you. The sword will cut you down. It will devour you like the young locust would. The Assyrian defenders will flee. Multiply yourself like the young locusts. Multiply yourself like the flying locusts. Increase your merchants more than the stars of heaven. They are like the young locust that sheds its skin and flies away. Your courtiers are like locusts. Your officials are like a swarm of locusts. They encamp in the walls of a cold day. Yet when the sun rises, they fly away, and no one knows where they are. Concluding Dirge Your shepherds are sleeping, O king of Assyria. Your officers are slumbering. Your people are scattered like sheep on the mountains, and there is no one to regather them. Your destruction is like an incurable wound. Your demise is like a fatal injury. All who hear what has happened to you will clap their hands for joy, for no one ever escaped your endless cruelty. Habakkuk chapter 1 through chapter 2 verse 1. Chapter 1. Habakkuk complains to the Lord. This is the oracle that the prophet Habakkuk saw. How long, Lord, must I cry for help? But you do not listen. I call out to you, violence, but you do not deliver. Why do you force me to witness injustice? Why do you put up with wrongdoing? Destruction and violence confront me. Conflict is present, and one must endure strife. For this reason, the law lacks power, and justice is never carried out. Indeed, the wicked intimidate the innocent. For this reason, justice is perverted. The Lord's surprising answer. Look at the nations and pay attention. You will be shocked and amazed. For I will do something in your lifetime that you will not believe even though you are forewarned. Look, I am about to empower the Babylonians, that ruthless and greedy nation. They sweep across the surface of the earth, seizing dwelling places that do not belong to them. They are frightening and terrifying. They decide for themselves what is right. Their horses are faster than leopards and more alert than wolves in the desert. Their horses gallop. Their horses come at great distance. Like vultures, they swoop down quickly to devour their prey. All of them intend to do violence. Every face is determined. They take prisoners as easily as one scoops up sand. They mock kings and laugh at rulers. They laugh at every fortified city. They build siege ramps and capture them. They sweep by like wind and pass on. But the one who considers himself a god will be held guilty. Habakkuk voices some concerns. Lord, you have been active from ancient times, my sovereign God. You are immortal. Lord, you have made them your instrument of judgment. Protector, you have appointed them as your instrument of punishment. You are too just to tolerate evil. You are unable to condone wrongdoing. 
So why do you put up with such treacherous people? Why do you say nothing when the wicked devour those more righteous than they are? You made people like fish in the sea, like animals in the sea that have no ruler. The Babylonian tyrant pulls them all up with a fish hook. He hauls them in with his throw net. When he catches them in his dragnet, he's very happy. Because of his success, he offers sacrifices to his throw net and burns incense to his dragnet. For because of them, he has plenty of food and more than enough to eat. Will he then continue to fill and empty his throw net? Will he always destroy nations and spare none? Chapter 2 I will stand at my watch post. I will remain stationed on the city wall. I will keep watching so I can see what he says to me and can know how I should answer when he counters my argument. New Testament reading. Philippians chapter 2. Christian unity and Christ's humility. Therefore, if there is any encouragement in Christ, any comfort provided by love, any fellowship in the Spirit, any affection or mercy, complete my joy and be of the same mind by having the same love, being united in spirit, and having one purpose. Instead of being motivated by selfish ambition or vanity, each of you should, in humility, be moved to treat one another as more important than yourself. Each of you should be concerned not only about your own interests, but about the interests of others as well. You should have the same attitude towards one another that Christ Jesus had. Who, though he existed in the form of God, did not regard equality with God as something to be grasped, but emptied himself by taking on the form of a slave, by looking like other men, and by sharing in human nature, he humbled himself by becoming obedient to the point of death, even death on a cross. As a result, God highly exalted him and gave him the name that is above every name, so that at the name of Jesus every knee will bow, in heaven and on earth, and under the earth. And every tongue confess that Jesus Christ is Lord, to the glory of God the Father, lights in the world. So then, my dear friends, just as you have always obeyed, not only in my presence, but even more in my absence, continue working out your salvation with awe and reverence. For the one bringing forth in you both the desire and the effort, for the sake of his good pleasure, is God. Do everything without grumbling or arguing, so that you may be blameless and pure. Children of God without blemish, though you live in a crooked and perverse society, in which you shine as lights in the world, by holding onto the word of life, so that on the day of Christ I will have a reason to boast that I did not run in vain nor labor in vain. But even if I'm being poured out like a drink offering on the sacrifice and service of your faith, I am glad and rejoice together with all of you. And in the same way, you also should be glad and rejoice together with me. Models for Ministry. Now I hope in the Lord Jesus to send Timothy to you soon, so that I too may be encouraged by hearing news about you. There is no one here like him who will readily demonstrate his deep concern for you. Others are busy with their own concerns, not those of Jesus Christ. But you know his qualifications, that like a son working with his father, he served with me in advancing the gospel. So I hope to send him as soon as I know more about my situation though I am confident in the Lord that I too will be coming to see you soon. But for now I have considered it necessary to send Epaphroditus to you, for he is my brother, co-worker, and fellow soldier, and your messenger and minister to me in my need. Indeed, he greatly missed all of you and was distressed because you heard that he had been ill. 
In fact, he became so ill that he nearly died. But God showed mercy to him, and not to him only, but also to me, so that I would not have grief on top of grief. Therefore, I am all the more eager to send him, so that when you see him again, you can rejoice and I can be free from anxiety. So welcome him in the Lord with great joy and honor people like him, since it was because of the work of Christ that he almost died. He risked his life so that he could make up for your inability to serve me. This is the word of God for the people of God. May God add a blessing to the reading of his word. Let us go boldly to God's throne of grace. Holy and righteous God, we thank you, O Lord. We thank you for this opportunity to get in your word another another day, to hear your word, to be reminded that you are the God who speaks to your people. You're the God who sees us, and you're the God who communes with us. And you are the God who put on full humanity to identify with us in a way that no one else can. And you still, Jesus, identify with us now, interceding on behalf of us. Thank you. Thank you, great high priest, that you intercede for your church right now. And, oh God, we thank you for the spirit of Christ. We thank you for the finished work of the Lord Jesus Christ, which which grants us the ability, oh God, to, to pray prayers, to cry out to you in the tradition of Habakkuk. How long, O Lord? Why, O Lord? We cry out with the prophets of old, and we cry out even now as those, O God, who represent the priesthood of all believers, prophet, priest, and king. And we cry out now, how long, Lord? We call out violence to you. For wherever we find ourselves, O God, listening to this, we know that violence is around us and sometimes in us, in our attitude, in our heart. And God, we ask that you would heal us and that you would heal our land. We ask, O God, that you would break the arm of violence, O God. Those who plot on their beds at night, strategizing for the destruction of others and for their own gain, building and building and building empires unto themselves, O God. Things that will indeed pass away, but they are foolish and do not recognize that they will give an account to the thrice holy God for the way they have used power to hurt others, O God. We cry out again to you, how long? How long will there be fatherless in our our land? How long will there be orphaned children due to war and illness, O God? Due to mass shootings, O God, how long? We cry out to you, O Lord. How long will there be trauma survivors in our world? People who have had injustice done to their own bodies and minds and hearts, O God. How long, how long, O Lord, will people suffer without their basic human needs and rights, O Lord? We cry out to you, especially in nations where there is more than enough, where there is economic wealth, O God, where there is a history of economic wealth, O God, and yet we have places and cities and states where there is not clean drinking water. How long, O God? How long, O God, will we have environmental racism, O Lord? How long, O God, will we have poverty that strips people, O God, or attempts to strip people of their intrinsic dignity, O Lord? How long? How long will we have chauvinism and misogyny and and cruelty and wickedness, O God? Men who define their identity by subjugating women, O God. How long? 
O Lord. We cry out, Come, Jesus, come. We cry out, O Lord, bring more of your healing. We cry out, O Lord, look at us in our distress. Have mercy on us. Have mercy on our neighbors. Have mercy on our enemies, O God. Change hearts. Heal bodies. Heal this land, O God. And would you use us as instruments of peace and compassion and truthfulness, even if our voice shakes. Grant to us a boldness in Christ. Strip us of cowardliness, O God, that we may not live as people who aren't assured of our place in the palm of your hand, for we are your people. And let that give us strength and courage and bravery to say and do what must be done in a world that makes us cry out, How long, O Lord? Bring your justice, your healing, your compassion, and your mercy for your name's sake, because you have done it before and you can do it now and you are doing it now. Open our spiritual eyes to see it, our spiritual ears to hear it, that we might more and more give you the praise for the ways in which you are bringing justice out from injustice, O God. Help us to see it as we cry out how long to you, O Lord. Shore up our faith, encourage our hearts, and teach us how to love mercy and to do justice as we walk humbly with you. It is in Christ's name that we pray and we long for the day when all injustice is a lie. Amen and amen. Why do American Christians travel overseas to reach people in distant lands but neglect ministering to people who immigrate from those lands to their home communities? And why does Western Missions funding depend on narratives that marginalize indigenous leadership? In a just mission, Mekdes Hadis, an Ethiopian now living in the United States, provides a post-colonial critique of Western Mission, upending the white savior complex and arguing for a more globally just approach. She examines evangelical mission from the perspective of the receiver, highlighting areas of weaknesses and naming injustices. Discover what it means to pursue a just mission in our world today. As a listener of this podcast, you can get 30% off plus free U.S. shipping when you use the promo code the word. That's promo code T-H-E-W-O-R-D at ivpress.com. We pray this time of getting the word with Truth Table has encouraged us all to not only be hearers of God's word, but doers. Share your reflections on these scriptures with us on Twitter and Instagram using the hashtag GetInTheWord and hashtag TruthsTable. Saints, whatever is honorable, whatever is just, whatever is pure, whatever is lovely, whatever is commendable, if there is any excellence, if there is anything worthy of praise, think about these things, practice these things, and the God of peace will be with you. Go with God. Get in the Word with Truth Table is a production of InterVarsity Press. For 75 years, IVP has created and published resources that deepen lives for Christ to engage the university, church, and the world. Visit ivpress.com for more information. Our Bible reading plan is from BibleStudyTogether.com, and the Bible version is the new English translation used by permission. Sound engineering is from Pottery Studios, and our executive producer is Helen Lee. Oh,